0: Heading back to the open side, Corain Bette, up the we'll go here to Samu who's quick, Pete Samu looking for Corain Bette, back to Samu!
1: Hello and welcome to Pick and Drive Rugby, where the people's podcast providing a platform for rugby lovers to come together and support the game that's played in heaven. My name is Ando, with me is Mitch, and we are at the conclusion of the Waratahs versus the Chiefs men's game, which was preceded by the opening round of Super W with the Waratahs versus the
0: Western Force. Mitch, it's been a mixed night. How are you feeling? Uh, We'll start on the positives and the highlights, and that is that the Super W, New South Wales Waratahs women's team, has brought the club the first victory in uh, the new (laughs) Allianz Stadium. So, well done to the women. A very, very strong performance against um, a somewhat inexperienced uh, Western Force team. Yeah, so
1: basically the run for this instant reaction pod, we're recording, like we said, immediately after the game, so it's pretty late. We're going to go through the women's game first, Super W opening round, before we then jump on into the men's game. So let's start off. Now, this was a comprehensive 43-0 to nil win against the Western Force by the Waratahs women, and in some ways it was a bit of a changing of the guard. In terms of some new players coming in, so you had Badabasanga who was on the bench, Lane Morgan starting at scrum half. Uh, you had a new 10, Ella Ryan stepping up in a place of Ara M- Bella McKenzie, who's overseas. No Sarah Magana, um, Nagama. There's just, there was a different look to the team, but they still came out and performed really well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Piper Duck, the, the new captain for the Waratahs, mentioned in the post match that there was something like eight or nine debutants tonight. So, Completely out of the 23 players named, to have that many new players come into the squad shows that there has been a little bit of changing of the old guard in the off season. But, I mean, they didn't look out of place at all, did they? This Waratahs team is just taking that next step and has been quite dominant uh, this evening, yeah. Look, Piper Duck was immense. She's the youngest club
1: captain ever for the Waratahs. Yeah. So that was an uh, amazing achievement for one of the most talented players in women's rugby in Australia. And she also came away with a double, a brace on a night two really well taken tries. And she looks as though she's put on some muscle over the off season. She looks to have bulked up a bit because her run, her running game has always been good. But it seemed like she was a lot more physical tonight and able to have more of an impact on the carry. Where I've mostly seen her as a bit of a rock monkey previously.
0: It was one of the. It's it's a little bit difficult to say because uh, no disrespect to the Western Force women's team, but they weren't that dominant in terms of tackling tonight. No. Like they they fell off a fair few tackles and they let a lot of line breaks through, which you know at this level they they need to be a little bit better with that. So um, definitely a bigger body, Piper Duck. She had a good impact. She had a good. Um, I think she played the full 80 minutes for the New Correct. South Wales yep. team as well. So she she's looking fit and firing, and she's definitely sort of stepped up that intensity in the off-season.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed with Ella Ryan at number 10. Um, I thought that she brought a really strong running game, uh, willing to take on the line, kind of step back in against the grain and look for a bit of space rather than just trucking it up, and had a good distribution game. think probably kicking is an area that might need a bit of review, although she had a good crossfield kick, uh, at one point for either Margot Vella or... Um, I can't remember who
0: it was. Maya Stewart.
1: Maybe. Um, yeah, Maya Stewart, maybe. So it was nice to see that variation in tack. Massive shout-out to Caitlin Halsey, or Hales, who was playing at fullback at 16 years of age. She didn't look out of place, so that was, that was an awesome debut for her and hopefully many, many more games uh, in her future for the Tars.
0: Definitely. I think if we talk a little bit about the Western Force team for a moment, it was... Obviously, a frustrating game for them in yeah. terms of the outcome—forty-three points to nil. You, you see that kind of scoreline, and you expect them to not really have thrown a shot in this game. And I don't think they, they can hold their heads high in a lot of regards. Like they did, do the basics quite well. It was just a few times where their their simple errors resulted in either turnover ball or them just not able to finish off um, to score points. I think there was two tries. Uh, particularly one that comes to mind is they were, she was in the process of scoring the try and she sort of knocked it on, yep. which is a coach killer and a team killer. Um, and there was a few other times where they got into the 22 and got close and then just weren't able to either sort of effectively seal off or, or finish off that play and ended up turning it over. All the Waratahs women ended up getting a turnover themselves. So.
1: There were a few players for The Force that I thought were decent, well, had some good moments in what was a pretty tough match for them. Uh, good to see Michaela Leonard back from overseas and has now signed with The Force. So yep. hopefully she gets a full season in and continues a good form that saw her kind of in the Walleroo's set up previously. Uh, Chilin Pomare was good at 12 as well, as a club captain, doing well. And they also had a few new um, Japanese recruits as well. So that was uh, Yuna Sakai, at 8 as well as Natsuki Kashiwagi uh, one of the props so good to see them coming across and getting some uh, more depth into their team because it has been a bit of a challenge for the force over the last few seasons to make sure that they um, have enough players within the squad to be able to manage injuries and travel and unavailability. And just alongside. that
0: depth, yeah. yeah. It, it's going to be really interesting to see the game tomorrow. So the tomorrow game is the Fijian and Drew are hosting the Brumbies mm. in Fiji, yep. which is the first time in Super W that they're going to be playing a game in Fiji. So that's really exciting. And last year it was pretty evident that the Fijiana team were sort of the benchmark in terms of the competition. The Waratahs women, first time they played them, Got pretty convincingly beaten their first vic, their first loss ever mm-hmm. in Super W and then they went on to the final where the Waratahs sort of changed their game plan a bit and looked to match them in a fair few areas but the Fijiana style sort of let the game run away from them but it will be interesting to see if Fijiana can keep that sort of pace and that... I just know they will
1: I <laughs> just know they will
0: but the pressure's on now yep. like they're they're the top team they won last mm-hmm. year it'd be interesting to see if they they've probably had a better preseason this year than they yep. did last year yep. so. It'll be it will be interesting what type of style of play that they do. Implement. I wonder if they've been using the um the Fijian and Drua training
1: facilities. It wouldn't surprise me if they're at the same base. Yeah, I think I think they have been sharing yeah, yeah, be cool. it. So because they're technically we'll one club. Yeah, now, so. yeah. So hopefully we'll see even more. Um, Growth and development within them because they, they just brought something special yeah. to the competition last year. So very, very keen to see them continue to develop. So it's a pretty uh, short Super W season. So I think it's five regular rounds and yeah, quarters only, and final. it's only you play one each team once. once. Yep, each team wants an end semis and final. So if you can get along to any of the home games for wherever you are within Australia or Fiji, please make sure to get along and support the women. Um, The crowd built up as people came early to kind of catch the tail end of the women's game and the men's game. So there was a pretty decent crowd and a lot of support for all of the TARS women, especially those on debut.
0: I guess a question for you, Andy. This was the first time we've seen, particularly this year, maybe a little bit last year as well, a doubleheader. Yeah. Um, in this new stadium, but the, mm-hmm. the concept of the doubleheader with the women, how did you think it worked? Did you
1: um, look? I don't think it worked particularly well in terms of getting a crowd along. Probably, I, I just didn't rate the marketing for a particular. Well, the well. five
0: pm kickoff on a Friday is always tough.
1: Yeah. True. We. We struggled to get here on time. We missed the first 15 minutes because yep. traffic was horrific. Um, so, yeah, 5 p.m. kickoff is hard. But at the same time, there wasn't a huge amount of promotion for it. No. Like, you and I are all over rugby socials. And so, are like, we- every <laughs> every advertisement and um, marketing thing should come by our window. I literally didn't see... Like, I can't remember seeing anything promoting this game
0: i ha- i've uh, to be fair i have seen a little bit around okay. particularly like the north shore i've seen a few billboards and signs oh, really? and yeah up oh, this week okay. particularly so the waratahs have been doing a little bit of work in that regard okay, but that's good i think it, it is something that they could push more yep. uh it will be interesting to see how the crowd responds later in the season so this is a double header i think they've got one more from yeah, memory yeah and they play the rest of their games Concorde. at concord oval yep.
1: Yep, that'll be great. Concord Over is really good. Um, Small enough that you can kind of feel like it's crowded or busy when there's only kind of thousand people there or something (laughs) like that. Um, So hopefully that'll bring a lot more vocal opportunities for the supporters. But why don't we move into the men's game now? And... I mean I'm glad I opened up with the women because we now have the first like you said the first win by the Waratahs at Allianz Stadium by the Waratahs women
0: The hoodoo is broken to The us. hoodoo the is broken there's no result there's no reason now that you don't lose it you can't win at Allianz Stadium. So. Well,
1: the Waratahs men have proved that, going down 14 to 24 <laughs> in what was really just a frustrating game. Um, there were moments where the Tars looked good. Their defense. A lot of was, moments, yeah. Yeah, yeah the defense was a massive improvement on what we've seen in the first three rounds of the season. Um, that's four rounds? Four rounds.
0: Um, yeah. Is it round four? Yeah. Five.
1: Yeah. Yeah, round, we're five. In round five, now God has gone quickly. Um, oh, the defence was a massive step up, but I mean, there were just times where the execution and attack was massively lacking. Like the amount of dropped ball off multi-phase play was doing my head in. It was really just frustrating to see us let go of the opportunities
0: that the players had worked so incredibly mm. hard to get. It was, the, I think, the frustrating thing for me most of, most of all was that there was certain players, particularly like. Mark Noonganitoasi, Dylan Peach, Ben Dowling, to a degree at fullback, who were having really good individual involvements, making breaks, um, making line breaks, spreading down the wings, finding themselves in open space. They mm. get the and, and to their credit, they had support and they would get the pass away, but it would be the second play, the second phase play from Correct. that, yep. where the ball would either end up a forward would somehow end up in space and knock it on or throw it into. Uh, another player coming in who's not expecting like it's just the simple things. Yep. Like that, that were
1: frustrating. Um, that gonna need in I say break, gets her back on the inside, recycle next player goes to Donaldson who throws a short pass to Lambert and it just like either falcons him or bounces off his chest. Like, he's not expecting it. So, what the hell is going on there?
0: And there's another one where Tolu Latu gets the ball. We make a break. He gets the ball. He passes it as Hooper's sort of coming in to support him. Hooper's not expecting the ball. Hooper actually gets tackled as the ball sort of hits him, and it's just a knock on. And yep. it's, like, effectively just... That's when the game also was on the line.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just so frustrating that... I, I guess that's what happens when a team is in a rough patch, right? Is they don't make the right decisions because maybe they overthink things or they're trying to push an opportunity because they're desperate for tries. I mean, Jake Gordon was um, quite open within a post-match presser where he said that it's really only the second half against a Drua that their attack has actually clicked this yeah. season.
0: And um, <laughs> don't want to be too harsh, but. They were playing against 13 players at times in that second half. Correct. So correct. they had a two-man overlap. Yeah. Your attack so, should look good in those second half. It's so
1: frustrating because, like, the the end of the first half, defensive effort was immense. Really, really good moments from Harry Johnson-Holmes, from Ned Hannigan I thought was great, and uh, Jed Holloway also within a the forwards. They were just fronting up and making some really strong involvements. Um, and then we just kept... Not capitalizing on the opportunities that we made, and just let the Chiefs back into the game.
0: It was so, the lack of like killer instinct that yeah, we would make the break and we weren't able to finish it off. Yep. And it wasn't it was only if we were able, I think look, I don't have the stats in front of me, but most of the tries we scored tonight were from sort of set piece, pick and drives, malls, like we didn't score a whole lot of tries or finish off line breaks and yep. and um, tackle busts. When
1: we think about it, though, from a scrum perspective, from a lineup perspective, things operated relatively well. Yep. Tolu Ulatu had a couple of not-straight throws. I mean, that's standard for him, really. Uh, you can go to expect it every single time. <laughs> um, our scrum was dominant in the first half. Absolutely dominant. And then things like, I, I don't know, refs just even a ledger every game. So I don't understand how we can go from dominant to then having the table completely turned in the second half. There was half. a
0: little bit of comms the referee was making to the Waratahs around the back five so not necessarily yeah. the front row but the other kind of everyone else was taking a shift to the left so they'd hit and yeah. they'd set yeah. and engage and then the waratahs would shift like t- almost take a step to the left yeah. which threw off the chiefs because they were no longer pushing straight they were coming in at an angle yeah, okay. and so the referee had comms towards the end of the first half particularly with Preki around rectifying that mm-hmm. and i think that was an area in the second half where once once they weren't able to do that and they were pushing straight. The Chiefs were able to get the number on them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Good insight there. Um, so this was Damian McKenzie's hundredth game, and massive, massive raps. He's just an absolute legend of the game, and it's incredibly exciting to see him play in person. He is one of the most exciting. The players smiling assassin. <laughs> and a smiling assassin. Yeah. He- Anyway, Um, (laughs) he he had an interesting night. I didn't think he really did much or lit up the game, and I think that says more about the Tars' ruck pressure and ability to shut down the quick-phase play of the Chiefs than it does against McKenzie himself.
0: It was something that the Waratahs definitely stepped up this week. The presence at the ruck, the presence on the ball, the ability to slow the ball down and not let the Chiefs play quickly. Uh, I did notice a few times, particularly around set-piece, that Waratahs were going down... Taking a knee a lot, and through the comms you could hear Angus Gardner particularly was in the referees here a lot, saying you know we need to speed this up, yep. but the Waratahs were slowing it down, and mm-hmm. I think that was frustrating the Chiefs, yep. and it was working in their favour. Yep. But again, when you couple that with the fact that they weren't a- the Waratahs weren't able to finish off the opportunities that they presented themselves, that's where the Chiefs were able to sort of dominate that last twenty minutes.
1: Yep. So a couple of um interesting stats that just show the kind of the run of the game and, and how things had worked. Um in terms of territory and possession, you had sixty one percent possession to the Chiefs and fifty seven percent Territory to the Chiefs as well, so it shows you the dominance that they had there. One hundred and eighty tackles attempted by the Waratahs, ninety-seven attempted by the Chiefs. Again, just a reflection of the. And possession. what were the
0: tackle percentages?
1: Um, it was eighty-eight to the Tars, and then I just clicked away, so I can't see <laughs> the Chiefs. I did see at halftime. Yeah, at
0: halftime, the Chiefs were one hundred percent tackle success, yeah, and the Waratahs on, were like, like eighty-five two tackles or something. Two
1: tackles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was low. It was low. But then you look at some of the defensive stats from the TARS. Um Joey Walton got through his first full game back in over seven hundred days <laughs> for the Waratahs. Um, he had fourteen tackles, only missed one. Dave Pereke sixteen and one. Um, Harry Johnson home twelve and none. Ned Hannigan seventeen and none. Swinton sixteen and one. Like there was just immense work being put in by key players across the pitch, and that's really kind of the narrative that comes out from tonight. Hey, it's defensive strength or the step-up of the team defensively, even though they still conceded a couple of tries, mm. um, combined with just rubbish phase play, yep. rubbish structure on that kind of multi-phase attack and just unable to execute in the A zone.
0: I think it's a really good line in the sand for the Waratahs that this mm. is a base, and this is where we need to leave it. We can't get worse than this. Yep. This is where we need to be. And when we look at the team sheet, there's a number of big names missing. The injury list is currently 13 first-choice players or something um, that are currently out injured. So if you get those players back and inject them into the starting 15, we still need to maintain this level. This defensive effort can't get worse. It needs to be built on moving forward. We can fix up our attack. We can work on that, but we can't get worse in our defense. And that's something that I think they're going to focus on because in the post-match presser, both Jake Gordon and and, um, DC spoke around how, proud they were around their effort, and also Dave Parecki as well when we interviewed him. Also, that was a a key feature of his um, sort of takeout from the game was that that they were happy with their defence.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they were both speaking about wanting to make sure that the fans recognised that the effort and the care and the desire and the heart is there, that the team just know they've got to be better at executing on attack, which... I mean, I can take, I can buy that message, man. <laughs> I really can, and I, I know that I'm a Lot. I know that I'm, a, uh, I'm a believer. Um, <laughs> I've drink, I've drunk the Kool-Aid, and I'm definitely on board the DC hype train. But this, the the truth is that I don't expect, I don't expect immediate perfection from this team, because they were still a team in development. I never believed the hype around Year of the Tar. And as much as my, like, I wanted to believe it, in, deep down, I didn't. Um, and also, the injury toll that they've had over the last few weeks has just been stupid. Yeah. Like, just ridiculous. So, I mean, they're coming up against the Brumbies this week, away yep. in Canberra. I struggle to see us getting a win. when are none from 10 against the Brumbies. Oh, I mean, I,
0: I was expecting this week, I was expecting a 40-point loss yeah, to okay. the Chiefs. Like, I thought the, the Chiefs have looked so good this season. They have, yeah. Uh, they rested some of their players, but they had a lot of their All Blacks back this week. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting them to put in a stronger performance. But the defensive patterns and the effort that the Waratahs put in in this game, we haven't seen that level so far this season. Yep. So it was it was a shift and it was a move forward. Yep. And
1: I guess on that point, then
0: how do you think the how, how do you think
1: the Tars are going to go against the Brubbies next week it's going to be an immense challenge the Brubbies well, will before basically
0: just be one last um, thing i wanted to say on the Tars oh, game before, tonight yeah. was just the frustration i guess it comes as fans that yes our defence was great and it but playing these kiwis teams it shows you only need one or two mistakes and they capitalize on it and they scored yeah. that try like the breakdown where Sam Cain comes through, kicks the ball, disrupts it, yep. and then the Chiefs get the ball back. I don't recall if it was a penalty or just a turnover um, that resulted, and then they had spread it wide, kicked it through, and scored it. A try. It went
1: to a line out. Um which I can't remember why that they got, but then they were able to spread it wide. But yeah, and they kick it through going. and
0: score a try. Like yeah. the Waratahs had looked so good for the mm-hmm. last, the previous 20 minutes, holding yep. strong, holding strong. It only took one defensive error from Nadolo to fall over, mm-hmm. not spin around quickly, which again, we're <laughs> talking <laughs> he's about. He's never going to spin around quickly. <laughs> exactly. He's um, like, that,
1: he's like that, um, that freighter ship that got stuck in a Suez Canal. Yeah. Every time he tries to turn, like the game just stops because <laughs> his booty covers the entire field. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it's 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 frustrating because it only takes one lapse in defensive, one one mistake, and the these Kiwi teams capitalize on it and score, yeah. and then that pushes the score out to ten points, and mm. you lose the game.
1: Yeah, look, and I mean, I've put a whinge up on Twitter as is my want after close Waratahs losses. I'm <laughs> um, just looking at that Sam Kane. Um, kind of involvement breakdown and involvement. breakdown and there's been some good comments about how actually him going through and disrupting it with his foot is okay because he actually kicks it backwards towards his team which he's allowed to do. Um, but the part that I'm just like still whinging about, maybe I'll be over it tomorrow morning. Who knows? Um, I probably will. I'll probably sleep <laughs> and it'll be fine. Um, but it's the fact that he clearly comes through and takes out Jake Gordon. Yeah, he's like, about to pick he, the he ball He clearly up. does. Yeah, And so that should have been a penalty to Gordon. And they were actually had been given a warning only a minute or two before the next one was going to be in a bin. So on another night, that would have been a yellow card to like, for the Waratahs. Yeah. And... Kane's off yellow. Yeah, yeah, Kane off. Um, and, yeah, we would have been playing 14 for a good chunk of the final quarter of the game. Yeah. And that could have changed the narrative. Swings Who and knows? roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. And those are those 50-50 calls that, when you're down on your luck, when you're one from three, now one from four... Those calls don't seem to go for you. Yeah. Um. But when your team's winning, they seem to come in your favour because you've got the momentum, that expectation. Yeah. It's
0: The crowd's cheering for you. Yeah.
1: And I mean, as as we kind of try to say within these moments as well, we just have to be better that those 50 50 calls don't decide things. And That's right. the Tars obviously were not good enough tonight, despite improvement in some areas. They just weren't good enough to yep. come away with a win. Yep. Okay. Next week. Next week, going down to Canberra. You're going to be there.
0: Hopefully. Yeah. I think Hopefully. so. Come on! I
1: heard you got the leave pass from the missus, mate. So yeah, she's in
0: Melbourne, so yeah, I'll be I'll be down there. I've got my tickets for the (laughs) the league the night before the Canberra Raiders game, so I'm going to see if I can. I'm can yeah see if I can sort out some kind of a way membership ticket with my membership this year for the Tars or whatever. But yeah, I'll be there.
1: Yeah, excellent. So if you're going to be down in Canberra. Make sure that you uh, show show Mitch around the pie
0: joints down <laughs> yes. in Canberra. I'm keen so, for a Villy's pie. I've heard a lot. Okay,
1: Steve, Steve and Brett, I know you're listening. Actually, Steve, Brett doesn't listen to podcasts. He tells us, <laughs> um, Steve, make sure you take him around the pies and Joey, give him give him a good time as well. Yeah, okay. looking um, forward to it. But talking to the game itself. The Brumbies are going to have basically the full complement back. I believe Darcy Swain will be back from injury for this week. Um, Don't quote me on that, but I feel like that was said. Um, They wrestled a lot of players this week uh, against the Crusaders, despite going down to them. Um, So it looks like they're going to mostly be full strength coming up against the Tars. Really difficult game.
0: Yeah, I think the Tars have taken a lot of learnings in the last few weeks that they know where they're at a little bit more so than in round one. I think round one, when they played the Brumbies, they came into that game and were probably a little bit shocked when the Brumbies uh, took the game away from them and yeah. they were expected to perform a lot better. So I think the, the Waratahs this week should have better prep. There shouldn't be as much emphasis put on them by DC to, like, to win the game um they're really relishing that underdog status so hopefully that can be something that they can build on and come down and cause a bit of an upset i still don't think they're going to go down there and win but i think if they can close if they can yep. like stay close to, to build
1: on a performance and a bonus point getting, win yeah bonus point, loss. Bonus,
0: a bonus point loss yeah bonus point loss That's sorry mean.
1: i mean bonus point win would be bloody brilliant oh i'll take but, that okay, any, any day anymore, of the week i want the Tars to win and i'm hoping they win But going up against the Brumbies at home when we're down on form, down on luck, and still have a bunch of injured players, I think is going to be pretty difficult for us. So my prediction is maybe about a... mm, I'll say seven-point loss so that we get the bonus point, but I do think the Brumbies are going to come away for the win. My heart wants a dominant Tars victory, but history is not in our (laughs) favour.
0: I think DC highlighted in the press conference today that we're zero from from ten yeah, against the Brumbies. So... That's tough. That's really tough. Uh I'll say realistically Brumby's by probably 12. Hart says 3. Yep. Oh, uh, Hart says tw- Yeah, Hart says 3. Brain says 12.
1: Yep. Now I need to just let everybody know I got a photo with Tar Man and Tar Woman tonight, Ooh. and it's like the best part of the whole night.
0: Well, if that's not your Twitter bio oh, photo, by trust the end me, of it. it's going to go
1: up there uh, whilst you're editing this pod. So okay. I'll put that up. Yep. Um, and if you don't get a photo with Ryan Ornigan whilst you're down there, um, I'm going to be devastated. Please also get. A it video. might be
0: a bit difficult if I'm in there with Tar Jersey, Tar Hat, like decked out in Tar nah, You can do it.
1: You can definitely do it. <laughs> And just say um, you need to send a photo of him for a matter of, of yours, okay? Okay. Um well what I can do. Ladies and gentlemen, why don't we finish there? It's been fun. We need to go home. I hope you enjoyed the pod, and thank you so much for being with us on this Instant Reaction episode. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you later. Bye. Darren, yeah,
2: pretty brave effort. Defended wealth well for the majority of the time, but, uh, yeah, just tell us how you're feeling about that. Another loss
3: is one and four now. Mm. Yeah, I want to go and kick dog. I don't have a dog, um, so uh, yeah, it just hurts. I it? it hurts in your gut when you when that happens. Like you, um, you, you just you just want to get out of that hole of, of confidence and form you're in. And fucking tried. I mean, we tried hard. It wasn't through effort that we we didn't get out of there today. Um, I just we just wrapped up there briefly. Um, we didn't get too many chances in the first half with the ball. Um, the ones we did, we weren't great, we were clunky again. Second half, um, we did get our opportunities and we just didn't take them. Like it was uh, some skill error, some um, system error in attack and that's what's hurting us. We, we we should have scored more than 14 points. So I think we led line breaks, we had more line breaks than them. and in that second half. And you look at it, we're in there, we're, we're, we're fighting and scrapping and doing our best in attack and looking clunky. And, and for the most part, they were as well. But then they come down, they get the entry, nice little grub of three, score in the corner, and game's over. So that was the negative, and it does, you you hurt over it, and you, you, you're you trying to find the solutions to make it better. But, again, we've got to find positives as well. Like, uh, that defence was... It was amazing. I think anyone's banged with them like that. We definitely didn't last year. Last year we uh, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have held up to that. So we're, we're definitely physical. I was really happy with our D. I was really happy with our physicality. I was really happy with our set piece. Uh, second half they had some good fixes which got them uh, got them set piece parity. I thought we had a real dominant set piece in the first half, which sort of levelled out some of the defensive penalties we gave away. But, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an ordinary feeling. Um, I just hope, oh, I sound like I'm pleading here, but I just hope that New South Wales Rugby Public appreciate our effort, uh, the boys' effort, sorry. Um, and oh, i just got to coach better to, to get that clinical nature in our attack. So you talk about that and just
4: the... You talk about the sort of the change to a more
0: power-based game and the build-up to this season. You know, this Chiefs were very much used an example in our quarterfinals, particularly with how you sort of the forwards got in that collision battle. Is that just is that a pleasing sort of element you can take out of this? Just how they kind of they sort of manage that collision
3: battle? Yeah, hundred percent. I thought, and Jokey he probably he's in there saying the hits. I thought we, we did really well, and and we had a clear plan to go back and pass a little less amongst our forwards and and run a little harder and. Um, when we got the ascendancy, we didn't do that. We had some poor turnovers with guys just with little tip passes amongst the forwards, which caused breakdown issue or handling error. Um, if we all just got it like Telani C did and just run hard, we um, probably, uh, our attack could then swim off the back of that. When we, when we, the couple of line breaks we had, we just didn't get the points off the back of them. I thought the marquee line break, when it went uh, Donaldson to Lambert, look, uh, that, uh, that stunk. Like we should have, A, we should have gone the other side. Uh, we were unmanned and uh, overmanned, or B, we should have had a bit more shape and clinical approach, and again, that's on me. I've got to coach up better. Jake, um,
2: can, can you bring us in with the attack, what's going on there? Even in the first, like, first minute, I think there was an error there with quite a bit out-the-back play and assisted.
4: Same, is it communication? Is it not being in the right spot? How do you feel? Um, yeah, it's hard to probably put your finger on something in the moment. What's I don't know, I sort of I'm not sure. Like Our attack last year was red hot. Um, kind of tonight felt like it did the switch. Um, yeah, like I, maybe it's got a little bit to do with confidence. You, know, you sort of look at the first four games apart from the Fijian second half. We haven't really been able to put decent amount of phases together. And we had a pretty clear uh, game plan tonight. We wanted to be more direct. You know, Darren touched on the decision-making at the line, but they knew they were going to check our tips and, and get presence on ball. And I guess in the crucial moments it just, we just reverted back to tipping on the line and some of the decision-making around carrying and tipping, just, yeah, it wasn't up to scratch. Darren, how will this rugby's week be different to the last one?
3: No, it's, it's significantly different. It'll be a whole, uh, yeah, it'll be different in every way. We're a way to start with. Uh, personnel will be significantly different uh, than what we played with them in the first round. Our situations are different. Um, we, we need to get a, a, a not only a confidence-boosting win, but we need to get a, a ladder win as well. Um, how they end up today? I, I didn't see the final score. Yeah, so must- Yeah, so... Um, I only hope they lost a bit of momentum off the back of the loss but um, again if we go down with the same fight we had today we'll be competitive and we'll be in the contest right to the end we can't win it if we execute how we did today they'll be, be too clinical for us if we if we continue executing and uh, at, the, at the level we are but again I, I'll just go back to that point the boys haven't quit we know it's a it's a long season. We knew this next two weeks with the Chiefs in the Brumbies was going to be super hard. Two tough teams to try and find your form back. Um, we'll go down, we'll keep swinging and uh, we'll get the break and then we'll, we'll re-evaluate. And as I said to him, my playoffs, you you've got to arrive there in form and, and healthy. And that's a long way away yet. So and we've got a lot of it, Most of our injuries will be back. at luck will turn on that front. We'll find form definitely over that period. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm 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 frustrated and disappointed and angry now, but I'm as determined and uh, confident that we'll, we'll hit the back end of the season and and be in with a shot. Are you
4: due to rest any wall of these blokes this week? Or...
3: <laughs> we haven't had to, they all keep getting injured. Yeah. So we're pretty good there. Uh no, you
4: a case by case basis, is Eddie has sort of said it a little
3: bit more now. oh uh, no, there's there's rules around it. we we've cleared Um, there's boundaries around how you do it we've cleared with Eddie where we're at but um, we're pretty good like the the few guys that that were due to be rested have um, had a couple of weeks off through injury so that that counts and um, yeah hoops is a big one but um, we'll we'll, we'll probably try and get through till we get Charlie back before we do that one
2: Um, Bramby's yeah, it's going to be tough I know you've touched upon it but is it almost the kind of Side that you want to, it makes
3: it easier to get up for next week given it is the problem, and it is in Canberra. Interesting, someone was chatting to someone today about that. Do you, if you can only win one of the two that we had here, would you prefer to win the Chiefs? And uh, I think, yeah, the first, like, yeah, what are we, 0 and 10? I think we're 10 on the bounce against them, so. Yeah, I, I love that underdog stuff. Like, We'll go down and, and we'll go down there fighting. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll try and rain on their parade. There's no doubt about that.
2: Yeah. Injuries, um, any out of tonight, but also just guys like Maxie likely to come back in?
3: Frankly. Yeah, we should be all right next week. We should get a couple back, at least two, maybe four. Um, from tonight, I, I said this last week actually, after the, the Canes game, I thought we only had two or three out we ended up with eight. So I spoke a bit early last week but at the moment yeah the the doc's having a beer so that's a good sign um, so as opposed to last week he was he was pretty pretty busy um so yeah we'll see how we go and we've got an 8 day turnaround so boys are due for a weekend off they can it, it's been a bit of a pressure cooker for everyone. I'm actually looking forward to a weekend off and uh, and um, to regroup and come back on Monday.
0: Ben Dowling looked pretty solid at 15. Does that give you some? I
3: guess ease of mind with the selection issues in the back line? Yeah, he was good. Like I, Dell is a great kid, and he'll go on and be a great player. I won't plug him too much. Although so he did some good things early, but then he looked a little nervy at different times. Fumbled a couple of passes in our end of the field. Cut the poor kicks. I wouldn't. He. I, I imagine he's not as happy with the clinical nature of his performance. But he's a, definitely a talented player. Um, yeah, we've got some options there, like obviously Dill's coming back now, um, Lala be back in the picture, uh, Jorgensen back in the picture, so yeah, we, we should have a little bit more strike power and some options at the back there. Last one. Um,
4: Darren, I know it's not front centre now, but there's been reports this week that Joseph Suley is coming to rugby all but done. Um, is he in your sights at the Tars? It seems like
2: a logical home you involved in those
3: conversations? No, I haven't been involved with, with, with Joseph. I haven't met the guy nor spoken to him. I, I've, I've read what you guys have read, unfortunately, yeah. Or fortunately.
2: <laughs> Brad, you were expecting that when you came across the ditch and you guys have been firing, scoring tries at
5: will. It's a bit harder tonight. Yeah, we definitely expected a response from the Waratahs. I, um, put out there publicly that they weren't happy with their performances and fair enough and they were gonna bring a fair bit um so we expected uh what they brought and thought particularly around the breakdown they attacked pretty hard it was um a pretty tough night for 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 me there um so yeah mate we expected it and it probably took us a, a while to adapt and Slippery nut is um, pretty sweaty out there. So there was a lot of drop ball. Can't imagine it was uh, very nice to watch as a spectator. But hey, um, sometimes you've got to win ugly eh? and um, four points, four points. it we'll take that. So, um, just to
0: add on that, um, the importance behind this
2: game being Damien's 100th, how much has that spoken about during the build up and you know, what it means to close it out
5: for him? Yeah, we spoke about it a fair bit. He's obviously a very special um, player for us. He's um, he's a human highlight reel really, um, over this, uh, 99 games previous. And, um, to be honest, the last couple of hundred hundred hundred, uh, games, we are celebrating someone's hundredth. We haven't really performed very well. So, and we've lost them. So, um, it was definitely talked about that, um, we need to put a performance on, uh, for demo and, you know, you know what he's always going to bring every week. So we wanted to give him a platform to succeed and, yeah. um, Probably didn't do that for most parts tonight. To be fair, but um, just happy for him that we were able to get the result from. Because if we'd lost tonight, he would have given it all back for a win. So um, happy that he can celebrate for for a good reason. So Clayton, your perspective. Um, obviously, plenty kind of handling errors, but to
0: still be able to close out a win—that must be at least pleasing. It's
6: just to see how that sport through the actually got the job. Yes, yeah, Brad Sort of alluded to, um you and know, in, in previous years we probably lost games like that. So. It's pleasing to, um, you know, grind one out, have one go deep, deep into the game, and still, still find a way to win. Um, that's that shows growth in our game, um, and it was far from perfect. But that just it just keeps reminding us that we need to keep getting better, and um, you know, the problem is that everybody gets better on a weekly basis in this competition. This is trying to get better at a and accelerated accelerated rate than your than your competitors. So. Um yeah, I th- like, we formed a pretty good relationship with DC, the the, the coach, um, over the last sort of 18 months. And um, he'd sent me a couple of messages during the week and got the impression he was setting us up for a bit of an ambush. So our, our guys were well aware of what was going to come tonight and I thought they were, they were outstanding at the breakdown. Really put us under a lot of pressure and we didn't get any flow in our game. Um, Brad, have you noticed, sorry,
2: the Rebels asked a uh, task to tonight, I noticed with the Aussie sides, how do you
5: think they're kind of fronting out comparing this year compared to the past? Um, well, I didn't play last week personally, so. Um, but I thought, um, particularly, well, I thought there was spoken about them attacking the breakdown quite hard, though I obviously saw that when we get quick ball, we're quite dangerous, and um, they thought they could slow it down there. And um, just slowing the game down in general, pretty much any scrum that was happening, there was someone going down and just. Giving them time to um, slow the game down, which we weren't too happy about, to be honest. We, we want to play up tempo, up speed, uh, with speed, and um, that's what I found tonight. Um, not sure if the Aussie, other Aussie teams will, will be like that, but um, there's certainly a difference that wow. I found personally.
1: Clayton, with the scrums, it seemed that the Waratahs were getting a lot of joy there in the first half and then the picture changed in the second. Do you have any insight into what that shift might have been from your perspective?
6: Ah, oh, I don't ever profess to know what's going on in that front row but I'm pretty sure there was a bit of fun and games going on from both sides um, referees chatted about some sideways movement and a bit of hinging from, from them on the engagement which we didn't deal well with um, early so there was a bit of adjustment from both sides and it was good to see it got tidied up in the second half Cheers Gotti. Thanks Ellis
5: And ladies